Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 323 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants, sections 135 to 136, in the week of November the 22nd to November the 28th. And today we begin our study of section 136. We're going to do what we can to get through as much of this section as we can in the two days we have remaining of this week. But first of all, of course, we have to begin with the background and context of this chapter. Uh, This section was given uh, by the law to President Brigham Young. uh, And it says in Revelations in Context in the chapter, this shall be our covenant. Quote, in in February 1846, Brigham Young led a hand-picked Vanguard Company 300 men across the ice-filled Mississippi River. At the time, their plan was to reach a place of refuge in the Rocky Mountains that summer and plant crops to feed those who would follow that year, but the ensuing months did not go according to plan. Heavy rains caused streams and rivers to rise well above normal levels, turning Iowa's rolling plains into muddy quagmires. At the same time, over a thousand saints many of them poorly prepared for the journey, insisted on joining the the advanced company, longing to be close to church leaders in a time of uncertainty. Progress slowed up so much um, that Brigham Young gave up on reaching his envisioned destination that year and established winter quarters on the banks of the Missouri River instead. Close quote. So basically the saints, because of the persecution that was threatening them so Uh, so much, uh, they had to leave in February in the middle of winter and these frozen plains. And because these plains um, melted during their journey, it became such a muddy um, path and quagmire, as it says there, that they were slowed. They were slowed so much. In fact, Brigham Young recorded at one stage that one day they got to, they got through one mud puddle or mud area and that was six miles long that day. And that was all they were able to do that day. And it's just, it was just obviously very difficult to do. Uh, and so they set up Windsor quarters uh, in that in that winter. Um, and they needed some direction. Uh, there was a lot of problems. It goes on to say, quote, around uh, many were sick from malnutrition and exposure and some were experiencing a, fi- a crisis of faith. These trying circumstances made the winter of 1846-47 to amongst the most difficult periods of Brigham Young's life. He felt like a father with a great family of children around him, and later recalled that his his responsibilities pressed down upon him like a 25-ton weight. By January 1847, he had lost so much weight that his clothes no longer fit. He had worried about about, about the saints, counseled about what to do, and prayed for divine guidance, and then... On January the 14th, 1847, the answer came. Two days later, Brigham Young invited the saints to accept the word and will of the Lord. Since the revelation begins by addressing the camp of Israel in their journeys in the West, some had assumed that the revelation was a simple how-to guide for organising the pioneer companies and have underestimated the role it played in refocusing Brigham Young and the church. By helping the saints remember that their conduct on the journey was as important as their destination, the revelation helped transform the westward migration from an unfortunate necessity to an important shared spiritual experience. Close quote. As we study this section, look for the principles and lessons that it teaches the saints about how they need to travel. And it isn't just so much how they should travel, but more in what manner they should travel. 
And in fact, it helped refocus them on on and reminded them who was leading that journey. It wasn't Brigham Young leading the journey. It was the Lord. It says, quote, while some saints had willfully ignored counsel during the previous year's journey, even more had not sufficiently been taught. Brigham enlisted the help of other apostles to teach the revealed principles as commanded in this revelation. Upon learning of the revelation, Horace Eldridge concluded that its execution would prove their salvation. Hosea Stout observed that following the revelation would bring calm and unity in the face of unexpected trials. It would put to silence the wild bickering that had been complicating the journey across Iowa. Close quote. Um, and indeed, whilst it did teach them principles of how to deal with one another, how to work with each other and be more unified as a Zion-like people, um, it also talked about some organisational features. Rather than it being a disorganised group which had been travelling across Iowa by this stage, they were organised into groups of hundreds, fifties and tens um, so that they would be able to support one another and strengthen each other uh, in a much more organised way across the plains. So this revelation was really a vital um, revelation, a vital uh, document which would guide the saints through uh, the the difficult journey they had ahead. And Brigham Young said it was titled The Word and Will of the Lord uh, and laid it before the councils of the church. So it's uh, a really important section. And so as we have a look now, let's learn and see what we can from this section that applies to us today. Of course, we are not traveling hundreds and hundreds of miles um, across the the plains of the, of the West. But what we are doing is we are journeying across what are some wilds in, in our day. Um, and so I think we can learn a few things from this. And actually, even just looking at the context, you know, learning about how it's not so much how we're organized going through our life, but it's more how we live our life and what heed we pay uh, to the counsel from the, of the Lord from his prophet, uh, I think is one thing we learn from this. And also the, the principle of supporting and being unified with each other, um, having family groups and then being part of a ward and being part of a stake, uh, I think uh, is it reflected in these groups of tens, fifties and hundreds. Um, and I think that, you know, those are just some of the things that stand out to me from this, uh, from first glance before we even look at the section, because of course we then, have this section in front of us to, to have a look through and uh, to guide us. So um, it says uh, in verse two, let all the people of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and those who journey with them be organized into companies with a covenant and promise to keep all the commandments and statutes of the Lord our God. Now, first thing that stands out to me here is that it says that all people of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and those who journey with them. Now, I would need to do a bit more research on this. I don't know 100% sure, but that indicates to me that there were people in this journey that were not members of the church. And I don't know, uh, you know what, what purpose they had, whether they were the family of some individuals uh, that were journeying with them or um, they were people who were also fleeing uh, some persecution of their own uh, in Illinois, uh, but they were asked to all keep the commandments and statutes of God. And the, and the reason for this must be pretty clear, that as they kept the commandments of God, then he would bless and support their journey. 
Uh, of course, what he does not say is that if you keep the commandments, then everyone will survive and it'll be a perfect journey. Of course it wasn't, and we know it wasn't, um, but uh, he was able to be with them. And if he had to take any individuals back to himself, then that was his will. Uh, but the right thing would happen for them. Um, I, liked, I liked verse 4 where it says, And this shall be our covenant, that we will walk in all the ordinances of the Lord. Remember that before that they had left, uh, the Narvu temple had been completed to the stage where uh, people were, as many people as possible, were able to receive their endowments and be endowed with power from on high. And they knew that they would need this uh, in order to complete this journey. But of course, that, that would only be in effect if they were keeping their covenants and striving to live the, uh, the way that they were meant to live. Um, and I think that that was an important reminder as well. Uh, we'll pause it there and we'll continue with any more of this section which stands out. But uh, just a really important reminder about how in today's world we also need to be organised. We need to receive revelation for our journey and that as we do this we can be more assured that we'll be blessed and guided along that path. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please continue to follow the podcast on the Facebook group Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can also email session at gmail.com to share your thoughts on what you've been studying and any feedback as well. Thank you very much for your time and until we meet again.